0: Teen Time Presents Podcast on Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast on Demand. This is Teen, Teen Time, Time with Alison Howe. Hi, this is Neil Chase, and welcome back to the Teen Time Science Blog. Most countries around the world want to decrease their reliance on fossil fuels for powering vehicles and an efficient electric car is one of the goals. However the problem with electric cars is that they can take hours to charge up and don't always go very far on that charge. Compare that with filling up a car with petrol in about a minute and being able to drive for hundreds of kilometers. So the problem is developing a battery that charges up quickly and stores a lot of energy. One of the reports in the science world this week suggests that this might be on the verge of being developed. However, instead of a battery, it would actually be more of a capacitor. The so-called ultra-capacitor works more or less like the capacitors found in electronics today, briefly holding and releasing small charges, only this one works on a much larger scale. It would be able to rapidly take on enough charge to power a car for maybe 400 kilometers within just a matter of minutes. It could also be used to store renewable energy generated by solar and wind plants more efficiently. Science gossip this week was that the ultra-capacitor has hit a breakthrough and could be unveiled within months. And that would be good for everybody. The Space Shuttle Endeavour completed another successful mission last week, but with the Space Shuttle program due to wind down next year, what is the future for space travel? The NASA organization is proposing to use disposable rockets again, similar to the ones used to take man to the moon. But one of the big problems is the huge amount of fuel needed to get into Earth orbit. So one of the new ideas being examined by NASA is to use orbiting filling stations. Then smaller, lighter and cheaper rockets would be used to take bigger payloads from Earth orbit to the moon and beyond. But of course there are problems. You have to get the cheap rockets into orbit and there would also be safety issues in transporting tanks of rocket fuel from the Earth into orbit. The orbiting fuel depots would also need giant sunshades to keep the stores of liquid oxygen and liquid hydrogen rocket fuel cool and prevent it from boiling away. So there are still big problems to overcome, but hey, nobody said space travel was easy. I love eating sushi, but the problem around the world is that there has been far too much fishing and some fish stocks are almost gone completely. Fishermen are heading further and further afield to find new and more exotic fish to try to fulfill our insatiable appetite for fish. However, in new research just published, these statistics are still really bad, but maybe things are improving. Some fishing grounds have had bans or strict quotas imposed on them, and that has seen some of those ecosystems improve. That's the good news. However, 63% of fish populations surveyed are still at unsustainable levels. Fish stocks have improved in California and are still quite strong off Alaska and New Zealand, but some of the fishing grounds off Europe are still looking bad and off the coast of Africa too. So if you are a fish fan, ask at the market or restaurant and try and make sure it is coming from a sustainable source. The planet will thank you for it. One of the toughest questions in the beverage world for many years is why Coke or Pepsi or other soft drinks taste different out of a bottle than out of a can. Or does it? Is it just our imagination? According to new research from the Coca-Cola company, it is all in our heads. It's long been reported that people often sense a metallic taste in colas that come from metal cans. But the Coke company says it's all down to our perception of taste. That if we see it coming from an aluminium can, then we expect it to taste metallic. Whereas if we see it coming from a glass bottle, then we expect it to taste more clean or pure. Although there could be some interaction between the lining of a can and the drink itself, the effect on the taste would be minimal, unless you have really sharp taste buds. So, whether from a can or a bottle, it's supposedly all the same and just our imagination. But you know, I'm still not sure I believe that. I'm Neil Chase, and that's it for the Teen Time Science Blog for this week. See you again next week for more. Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time, Podcast On Demand.